0: This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 277 with Marco Santorelli. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, we're going to look at a cannabis cashflow opportunity. I'm joined by my friend Marco Santorelli on today's show. Marco is an investor, author, and the founder of Norada Real Estate Investments, a nationwide provider of turnkey cashflow rental properties since 2004. They have helped over 1,000 real estate investors create wealth and cash flow through real estate. He's also the host of the Passive Real Estate Investing Podcast. In today's show, Marco will share information about the cannabis industry, the market impact of it, the project he's currently working on, and the opportunity he's currently offering. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter by tweeting me at MC or by email at info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting cashflowninja to 44222. I'm publishing weekly and daily videos on YouTube. You can check out all of my videos at youtube.com forward slash cashflow ninja. Please subscribe to my channel to get updates when I post these videos. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, Blockchain technologies and cryptocurrencies will not only disrupt money, but every industry on the planet. These new innovations and technologies will affect every area of our lives in the future. The cryptocurrency course teaches you everything you need to know about getting started and profiting with cryptocurrencies and includes expert training from the top crypto experts in the world. You'll learn how to buy, sell and trade cryptocurrencies How to safely store your crypto, how to become a sound investor, even if you're just a beginner, and how to apply blockchain technology to your business. You can watch a free crypto masterclass and grab the crypto course at CashflowNinja.com forward slash crypto course. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet... You can access your free webinar at CashflowNinja.com forward slash be the bank. Marco, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, MC. Great to be here again.
0: Yeah, fantastic having you on. And it was great to connect at uh, a conference that we were both at, the 10 Growth con. So it was fun, fun spending some time with you. Um, what have you been up since the con up to since the conference?
1: Well, I'd like to say, as Gary Vaynerchuk says, you we're just crushing it. You know, real estate is very busy across the country. And as you know, and probably some of your listeners, that's our core business is investment real estate. And so that's been very busy. But, you know, being an entrepreneur MC, I, you know, I get involved in other projects. And so I'm actually a partner in not one, but two cannabis uh, projects that have real estate as its underlying asset. But these are actually grow operations. So that's something that I guess we're going to talk a little bit about today.
0: Yeah, it really, really piqued my interest and uh, very, very intriguing and interesting. And I, I love uh, how the, the deal is put together and we'll jump into that. But before we, we get to the, the specifics of this project, can you give my listeners uh, a, a little bit of an industry overview uh, about the cannabis industry?
1: Yeah, I'm going to try to keep it little. So let's let's talk about the state of the industry, and then and then you know you can ask any questions you want because from there I think we can segue into um, the size, scope, and views of the industry. But let's talk about the state of the industry. I, I think everybody has heard time and time and time again in the media that you know that cannabis is a is a strong growing industry that uh, that marijuana is being legalized state by state. Really, what's happening is the marijuana floodgates are bursting wide open. And this has been a movement that has been many, many years in the making because the United States is actually behind many other countries when it comes to legalization of marijuana. You can take Canada as an example. In Canada, marijuana has been legalized in all the provinces for a while. And just recently, it's been legalized at the national level. And this is true for many countries around the world. So what most people don't know, MC, is that legal marijuana is now the fastest growing industry in the world, not just in the United States, but in the wow. world. Wow. So if you look at the United States alone, the cannabis industry raised over $730 million last year in 2017. And combine that with 2016, we're looking at $1.6 billion of 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 real money, institutional money, investment capital coming into this industry because it is expected to to just continue to grow and explode, which we'll touch upon here in a sec. But, you know, you look at retail sales last year, it hit close to $6.1 billion, retail sales in the United States of cannabis. And if that wasn't big enough on January 1st of 2018, this year, California as many people have heard, they legalized recreational marijuana, which is what many refer to as adult use. But what's the significance of that? That has been said by many industry experts to have unleashed a $50 billion industry. So we're talking an enormous industry here. So as of last year, The cannabis industry has employed 165,000 people, and that number continues to grow month after month. So, how big is this in the United States? Right now, there are 29 states that have legalized medicinal marijuana. Actually, I take that back, it's now 30. And that doesn't even include the the District of Columbia, so DC. So, we have 30 states plus DC, and we have nine states that have approved recreational use. And this is sweeping across the country, and it ultimately will be in every state, and it will be, of course, legalized at the federal level once they put some framework in place, some regulations to, to manage it at a high level. But really, the administration wants to push this down to the state level and have it controlled, just like cigarettes, just like um, um, alcohol. So let me pause there. Do you have any questions about the size and scope of, of what we're talking about? I just think that the the California uh,
0: legalization for recreational is enormous. It's one of the largest economies in the world. So just the the economic impact of California alone, I mean, you talk about a a turbo boost uh, to this industry this year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, California by itself as just an economy is about the seventh largest in the world, and that changes year to year. But you know, if you look at California as, as its own economy, it's it's it ranks up there in the top ten worldwide. Um, but now you throw you know you throw the legalization of medicinal and recreational cannabis in the state of California, opening up what's what they're referring to as a 50 billion dollar industry. I mean, we're take, we're talking about a lot of opportunity to make money in this industry. And, and, you know, we'll talk about that here in a minute as far as how you can go about doing that. But before we do that, let me just touch upon a couple of random things, if you will. What's interesting to note is the views on legalization. You know, some people have a moral issue or an ethical issue about it. Um, What I've come to find out is that's a minority of people because a lot of people have been, and I hate to use the word brainwashed, but they've been just indoctrinated because of media Mostly the media, but but people out there saying that oh cannabis is is a gateway drug, which it's not, or cannabis is um, you know it's a soft drug, but it leads to other things. Well, that that is not true. That that that's a myth. There's many myths in this industry that have been just covered up or exasperated by by misinformation and and the media. But last year, uh, New Frontier Data did a study called the Cannabis Attitude Survey. And they took a look at you know what people's attitudes were on cannabis legalization and they found that fifty five percent of the people surveyed uh, said that cannabis should be legalized and regulated and taxed like cigarettes and alcohol if you look at the flip side of this survey only nine percent of those people said that cannabis should be illegal only nine percent and only 3% said they don't know. So it's, we're talking like less than 10% of people who have some sort of issue with it, whether it's legal or, uh, ethical or moral or whatever the case is. So, you know, that, that trend is continuing. When you look at retail sales, like I said before, you know, we've hit $1.8 billion, uh, last year in terms of, um, uh, I think that was recreational. So all in all, we were looking at $6.1 billion in sales. And this year in 2018, that's projected to be close to $8.8 billion. And if you look at a chart, which you can't see on this podcast, but if you were to look at, at it, you would see that this graph is increasing year over year over year until 2022. And we're seeing it pop the $20 billion mark come uh, 2022 that 's um, huge that is that is enormous growth it is I mean you compare cannabis to beer beer is a one hundred and six billion dollar industry. who would have thought right? but beer is a massive industry um, right now, where cannabis sits in terms of recreational and medicinal we 're at the forty five to fifty billion dollar mark. Cigarettes is a seventy seven billion dollar industry N- Nutraceuticals is a seventy billion dollar industry. But look look at look at these other big industries that we know about, like movie tickets. You look at movie tickets in Canada and the United States, if you add it all up, it's only I say only in quotes, but eleven billion dollars. So already cannabis at, at at where it's at today in the United States is is already five times the size of the movie industry. And that's does this include the the
0: pick and shovel businesses too the supporting businesses which I'm assuming legal is a
1: big one and all the other supportive industries? That's a great question. So no, this is this is just uh retail sales. This is sales through through legal not black market but legal channels um through dispensaries and and that's both combined medicinal and recreational. But but your question is a great question, and here's why. Because for every dollar that comes in through patients and consumers that are spent at dispensaries, right, that one dollar has a trickle down effect. It injects another three dollars in economic activity or economic benefits into these markets, these cities, states um, that you know, have supporting industries to support the cannabis industry. So it has a one to three effect. So every dollar spent in cannabis results in three dollars of economic benefits to, to the local market.
0: What has been some of the um, success stories around the economic impact? And for instance, uh, tax collection is something that comes up in, for instance, uh, Colorado. They've been they've they've generated a lot more taxes as a result of the, the growing industry. Correct
1: yeah so so you look at the Colorado market, the tax revenue that the state has taken in has been in the hundreds of millions of dollars, and that 's just reported. You have to remember that this is slowly working its way out of being a cash only business into you know a, a an industry that actually has bank accounts and and can do transactions through the you know the large banks you can 't do that today. you have to work with local regional banks, credit unions, people who are allowing. Uh, cannabis related businesses to open up bank accounts. So as far as those legal businesses that have reported taxes and actually have paid taxes, we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars into the Colorado market. Um, California is, I can't remember the exact number, but again, we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars of collected reported and collected tax revenue. But let's take that one step further. There's a projection here for the potential federal cannabis revenue under a 15% federal tax, a cannabis tax, which is not in place today, I don't believe. Um, actually, I may be wrong. I think that is in place, but it is coming regardless. What they're projecting, uh, actually, it's beyond a projecting. They're saying this is the potential tax revenue. If you were to add up the tax revenues from this year, 2018 through 2025, based on retail sales, and you add the payroll deductions, you know, for people employed in this industry, um, and the federal business tax revenues, they're saying that the federal government will make $105.6 billion with a B, billion dollars of combined projected taxes. So clearly there's a lot of money to be made here that can help pay off state debt, federal debt i mean the us treasury this this is going to be a boon for the us treasury
0: it's quite a remarkable and this is this growth too um like i've seen in several like uh industries that are emerging there you know there there's a lot of misinformation out there too but for instance like i know that there were banks struggling to deal with taking on clients that were involved in somewhere shaped in the cannabis there's been changes to that as well, and then murmurs from um, Jeff Sessions, for instance, on uh, the legalities of it. but this even with all of this in place, the this industry has just kept on growing and uh, uh, expanding it seems Marco.
1: Absolutely. So Attorney General Jeff Sessions' attempt to crack down against legal marijuana at the state level really has just backfired on him. It has started the unthinkable. Uh, You know, you just look at what's going on at state level. There's been actually uh, a lot of pushback saying, you know, just stay off my turf. This is a, a state affair. Um, You know, we're regulating it, we're legalizing it, we're issuing, um, uh, you know, the licenses for it. The the Chicago Tribune wrote Jeff Sessions just helped to cause the the entire legalization of pot. Forbes wrote GOP and Democratic gubernatorial candidates agree that they should legalize marijuana. Um, You know, the Daily Beast reported that Republicans to Jeff Sessions, get your hands off our weed. I mean, there was just an explosion in terms of reaction to Jeff Sessions' attempted crackdown and honestly this is my personal opinion this is not you know written anywhere i think that was really just a political play a move by the trump administration to um again this is my personal opinion but i think that was really just a play to say look you know if if we're going to allow illegals to stay in the country in safe harbor cities and you're not going to enforce federal law on these illegal um foreign nationals that are coming into the country then then you, you can 't be a hypocrite you can 't have it both ways if, if you 're not going to enforce that then you can 't really be enforcing any kind of federal laws um, at the state level when it comes to cannabis so I think that was a brilliant move on trump you know trump 's administration
0: yeah and, and another thing that i 'll uh, just a, a quick comment about the industry itself. Is um, if you're a new listener and this is something new to you, and you don't have much knowledge of the industry, just what I've learned from people that are involved in it and have knowledge of the industry, there are, as Marco is explaining, just through the growth, big businessmen and women coming into this and companies. So these are business professionals coming in here. You know, these are not guys sitting in a basement you know, rolling a doobie and smoking weed and saying, hey, we should go, you know, we should buy some land and grow our own stuff. We've got professional agricultural folks from the business side coming in and looking at this as a viable commercial opportunity. And these are the operators in the space. So I just wanted to throw that in there as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, MC. And I'm going to add to that. Um, I'm sure probably a good number of your listeners are familiar with a show that's on uh, CNBC called The Profit. And I forgot the guy's name is Marcus something. Um, Maybe you're familiar with it, but there's a a weekly show called The Profit. And it's, it's a business reality show. And are, are you familiar with the show by any chance?
0: I've heard of it, but, and I, I've okay. just as much knowledge as you as with the guy's name. I was I was just going to say Marcus something.
1: Okay. Well, you've heard of Shark Tank, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. If you like that theme, if you like that genre of show, the Shark Tank, you know, that's kind of a, a real world, real money, real investing reality show. The profit is the same way we're, we're talking about a very, very smart businessman that has lots of money and he goes in and he either buys companies or he saves companies. Um, He puts his own money into them, but he did two episodes. He did one in August, which was literally a jaw dropper. When I was watching it, I caught myself two or three times with my jaw wide open. I didn't even know I was doing that, (laughs) but as I was watching the show, I caught myself with my jaw wide open. He spent uh, an entire one hour episode coming out to California and doing a A research trip or an investigation into the California cannabis industry. And what was mind blowing about this episode, and you can find it online by the way, what was mind boggling about this episode is how much professional institutional money has been put into the cannabis industry, and at what scale we are talking about in terms of operations. We're talking very large grow operations. We're talking about professional large-scale manufacturing. We're talking about edibles of all kinds being made from cannabis plants. We're talking about dispensaries that you can walk into throughout the state of California and around the country that have literally been built on millions of dollars, meaning that when you walk in, it's a complete Starbucks experience. It's clean. It's bright. There's professional staff. They educate you on the different strains of cannabis and what you can purchase. It's like buying wine or buying coffee. You know, there's different types for different needs from different parts of the world. Um, It's an unbelievable experience. It's not mom and pop by any stretch. We're talking high-tech, professional Large scale institutional businesses at this point.
0: You're listening to Marco Santarelli on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This is MC Laubshire, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. can access an exclusive webinar at CashflowNinja.com forward slash be the bank. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to Marco Santorelli on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. Let's touch a little bit on the, the project that you're involved with. Uh, Marco, can you share a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, perfect. So I was, I was ready to do that. So good segue here. Um, so I've I've aligned myself. I have two projects, two two full 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 green light moving forward um, cannabis developments that are in play right now. And the key to these two projects, and I'm only going to talk about one of them today, but the key is that you have a license because you don't have a business and you cannot grow and or sell. Um, cannabis without the license and we actually have multiple licenses on both of these projects so the one i'm referring to specifically here is what we refer to as garnet farms and it is located in palm springs right in the heart of palm springs right along the i-10 freeway which is an amazing location my partner actually owns the land so he's bringing the land to the party if you will um, so we have over 110,000 cars that drive by this site every day. It's a very large parcel of land located, you know, right in the heart of of Palm Desert. So you've we've got Palm Springs to the south. We have Desert Hot Springs to the north. And for many people who've heard of Coachella, Coachella Valley, you know, the big concerts that happen in Coachella. Right. That's the, the where we're located. We're right at the gateway to Coachella Valley. So we're strategically located at a place where we can attract business from miles and miles and miles around. Plus, we're able to, of course, sell the, the cannabis that we grow within our facilities to any facility within the state of California. But essentially, what we're building is a unique mixed-use development that's comprised of two dispensaries and four cultivation buildings or cultivation centers, if you will, that will be both cultivation and manufacturing. When we originally set out to do this project, we were planning to build 60,000 square feet uh, in my recent meeting with my partner a couple of weeks ago, we just decided to bump up the construction cost by little and build a second floor on these buildings. So we're now looking at 90,000 square feet of cultivation space. And what we're going to build is an advanced state of the art technology facility that's designed to be the most efficient and eco-friendly cultivation and manufacturing facility possible. So it's going to be a showpiece for the state of California. And, our business is, is multifold. We're, we're, we're a grow operation. First and foremost, we have two dispensaries, but we also have the license and ability to, uh, to distribute, manufacture, uh, grow and sell cannabis. So that's really four licenses. And we're the only company in the world. Actually, we're the only company period to actually have all four licenses for the Palm, uh, Palm Springs area. Uh, In fact, if, as far as I know, I think, I don't think there's anybody else in the state of California that has actually all four licenses at the same time. So it's kind of a unique position. Very, very interesting. um, So um, where did I leave off here? So, uh, you know, just a couple little tidbits about, you know, our, our, our business here, our partnership, you know, we, we hold a particular competitive advantage because we actually have some proprietary strains of cannabis that are, low in the THC, which for people who don't understand that, the THC is the, the, the substance in cannabis that gives you the buzz or makes you high. Uh, so it's very low in THC and it's very high in that medicinal component called CBD. It's, it, the CBD oil is what has that medicinal quality, which is helping people with cancer or cancer treatments with glaucoma, with seizures, uh, epilepsy. I mean, there's a long list of health benefits that come from cannabis. And that's the amazing thing about it is it is, it is, it has many medicinal properties, but it cannot be necessarily patented. This is why pharmaceuticals are not chasing it specifically because they can't patent it. But there are a lot of medicinal benefits and you just have to go to a search engine, and type in medicinal properties of cannabis, and you can find all kinds of stuff that it's useful for. But we have exclusive rights to certain strains, like one called Vita J, um, that have enormous success with cancer and epileptic patients, both in California and Oregon. And on top of that, our executive team, we have extensive expertise. Um, We have proprietary branded products. We have years of experience in the cannabis-related business and in activities. In chief grower, a guy named uh, John Hanna. He's a professional grower. Uh, He and his family have actually grown up in the cannabis space. And and to this day, John actually manages over 214,000 square feet of cultivation space, mostly in Florida, but he's considered one of the top professional growers in the country. So he is actually our business partner. So what else can I tell you about this? Um, You know, like I said, we're our our project is located right along the Interstate 10 Freeway in Palm Springs. Um, we're building some beautiful state-of-the-art facilities. And I hate to use the term cash cow, but anybody listening to this by this point has figured out that this is very much a cash cow business. So... In terms of the opportunity, maybe I'll swing into that, MC.
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, I w- was just going to ask you, too, uh, is there, uh, who will be managing this? Who's part of the management team uh, to complete it? I mean, because you've, you've got a power team there already, one of the people involved with this project as a partner is one of the top growers. Um, but if you could touch a little bit more on the management before you dive into the opportunity.
1: Yeah. So my partner, Michael Fine, he's a well-known architect in the state of California. He's been engaged in commercial real estate investment and development for decades. Um, you know, he's designed Starbucks buildings, um, you know, multi, multi multi-use commercial buildings. He has a good relationship with a lot of city council members. And this is one of the foot in the door situations we had with the city of Palm Springs, which is why, you know, we were able to, um, get the permitting that we needed with the land that Michael has there, um, in terms of getting these licenses approved, which we have in hand today. Mm-hmm. So you know, Michael heads up, kind of the head of the executive team, if you will. Uh, our professional grower, John Hanna, is you know a co-founder and partner. Um, I I'm more on the advisory side. Um, I, I might end up being on the executive you know, team, but I don't necessarily need to be because I'm more uh, on the investor relations strategic side of the business in terms of, of financing. Um, but then we're going to have a team of middle management people to run the day-to-day operations. And then, of course, there's going to be people who are cultivators, harvesters, um, people in, in the space uh, on the day-to-day side of actually planting, seeding, harvesting, and and you know, managing the, the grow operation specifically. And then the, 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 two dispensaries are retail operations. So at that point, we're going to have essentially what, um, you know, the kind of like the support staff or the front end retail staff that you would find like at a, at a Starbucks, for example, that would be there to serve customers that come in for, for cannabis, looking for education and selection and and retail sales. So there's a bit of a hierarchy of people there, but, that's essentially what it would look like.
0: Fantastic. Let's uh, dive into the opportunity. If you could share a little bit more of that with my listeners.
1: Sure. So it's kind of hard to show a spreadsheet, you know, in, in an audio format, but um, I'll, I'll give you kind of some highlights. Um, the again, I, I hate to call this cash cow, but it really is the, the amount of, of of revenue that's generated from the sale, even at wholesale um, on the cannabis side is literally in the millions of dollars per quarter. So we have a lot of gross revenue coming in and we don't have very high um, expenses in terms of operations. You know, the, the injection of capital really on the front end is really in the development, the building of the building or construction of the buildings, I should say. Uh, so, we, you know, we have some operating expenses and, and shareholder draws and whatnot, but our gross profit is is literally in the millions of dollars per year. And in fact, it's actually on a per quarter basis. Um, but you know we we expect our operations to be generating over twenty million dollars per year, and that's a conservative number. Um, but what we've what we're offering to investors right now is, and I'll summarize this because it's pretty easy to understand. We're providing a limited opportunity because we're only raising about two million. We could pump it to four million, but we really only are looking to raise two million from outside capital, and that those monies are going to be. Um, the investment is based on a four-year note. It's a four-year promissory note, which means that we will be paying the investors back a minimum of 15%, and that can go up to 20% per year depending on their level of their investment. So um, we like to keep the minimum investment at 100K. We have made exceptions at 50K, but we'd like to try and keep it at 100K just to have a fewer number of people. But what they would receive for that investment is a 15 to 20% rate of return per year, every year for four years. The payments are made quarterly. We believe the first distribution will be in the fourth quarter of this year. It could be in the third. I like to be ultra conservative. I almost want to say January of 2019, but let's just call it fourth quarter. So they would receive interest every quarter. And then when that note matures in four years, they would be repaid their principal back in its entirety. So they would receive all that interest. There's one more kicker to this, um, the downtime, if you will, or the dormant period between now, when they fund that note to the day they get that first distribution, let's call it the fourth quarter of this year, their monies are accruing 5% interest while it's quote unquote sitting there, um. And that will be repaid to them along with the principal at the note maturity. So we had our our attorney do that because we knew that there was going to be a long wait period before they start getting distributions. And so we wanted to kind of sweeten the pot and allow them to to earn interest while they're waiting. And so um, in a nutshell, that's about the simplicity of it.
0: And after four years, uh, once they've gotten the money back, what are some of the options uh,
1: for investors in this project? So... What we, what I, what I was just talking about is actually our second cannabis project. We've already, we've already done one in Oregon, and so this is our second project. And right now, we are actually looking at two to three other projects that are coming up that will be equity plays, not so much debt plays like this one. They'll be equity based. Uh, there's one in um, Paso Robles, California. There's going to be one in New Mexico, and we're potentially looking at another one in Oregon. Uh, So the reason I'm telling you about these three new ones that would be coming up in the years to come, well, I shouldn't even say years, I would say as early as late this year, but potentially next year, is this. The people who invest with us here on this project will have first right of refusal on coming into these future projects. So as they're making money while they're making money on this project. And of course our Oregon project, those investors will have rights of refusal to future projects.
0: Marco, where can uh, my listeners reach out to you uh, to get in touch if they're interested in participating in this uh, opportunity?
1: Yeah. So I've put together a PDF packet, um, an investor packet that goes over everything I just talked about today and then some, and, um, I can certainly make that available to people. Now, this is MCU. This is something we actually didn't talk about before we started recording here online. So, I'm going to say um, let's use let's use my Global Growables email address, which is different than my real estate company, just to keep them separate. So, my I guess the best thing to do is just email me directly, and it would be Marco M A R C O at Global Growables. That's G-R-O-W A-B-L-E-S growables.com. So again, Marco at globalgrowables.com. That's probably the best way. And then I'll just reply back and I'll I'll send people um you know the info packet that I was talking about.
0: Great, great. Now and uh if somebody's got uh maybe issues of getting through to that email address Send it to me at info at cashflowninja.com as well. I'll forward it to Marco. We'll Perfect. do it that way too, just to make sure that, uh, yeah, that, that, that they'll get a hold of you. Um, fantastic. A very, a lot of exciting stuff. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing, uh, all of your knowledge and all of this information on this industry. I don't think a lot of people quite understand, uh, the enormous opportunity that it provides. Uh, and also, uh, how it's growing at such a rate and the economic impact of it. So I really appreciate it, Marco. Uh,
1: any parting words, uh, for my listeners? Uh, no, it's, it's just, I want to thank you for the time today and, you know, allowing me to share this with other people. Hopefully we can help people make some additional, you know, some additional income, by the way, actually, you just reminded me of something real quick that I forgot to mention. And I was thinking about it, um, when you have a, a, a note structure like this, this type of investment, it's perfect for self-directed retirement accounts like self-directed IRAs because you want to grow your retirement account as quickly and as much as you possibly can. Interest income is a great way to do that. Um, you know, because notes don't have necessarily a tax benefit, which you couldn't use in an IRA. Yep. This is a perfect thing for a self-directed account.
0: Fantastic. And that actually triggers something uh, that, uh, when you just mentioned that, I have a strategic partner that uh, can convert IRAs into a self-directed IRA. So if that's an issue for you too, you can reach out to me and then reach out to Marco. How about that?
1: that that's a perfect, perfect comment. Yes.
0: So. Great stuff, Marco. Uh, As always, a pleasure connecting, my friend. And thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, sharing your knowledge and providing so much value for my listeners.
1: Well, my pleasure. Thank you, MC. It's been fun.
0: Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja, and thank you for all of your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to the Cashflow Ninja Gosh Good newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com or text Cashflow Ninja to 44 four. 222 life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint, followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you now can also participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments, Penumbra Solutions, at CashflowNinja.com forward slash life settlements blockchain technologies and cryptocurrencies will not only disrupt money but every industry on the planet these new innovations and technologies will affect every area of our lives in the future the cryptocurrency course teaches you everything you need to know about getting started and profiting with cryptocurrencies and also includes expert training from the top crypto experts in the world you will learn about how to buy sell and trade cryptocurrencies how to safely store your crypto, how to become a sound investor, even if you're just a beginner, and how to apply blockchain technology to your business. You can watch a free crypto masterclass and grab the crypto course at cashflowninja.com forward slash crypto course. The wealthiest investors on the planet know how to capture their wealth and leverage it to perpetually grow it. If you're interested in learning the premier strategies of the wealthiest individuals and families on the planet, you can access your free webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash be the bank. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.